This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And boy, do we got a fun one coming up for all of you. I think uh, I think everyone is going to enjoy this episode, that's for sure. Not just with Ontario Hockey League hockey content, but uh, a lot of stories happened between, uh, between you and me over the last week, Colin. And uh, yeah. it's going to be an interesting time here uh, this week. Yeah, not in Delhi anymore. Um, and hey, I, I mean, you got to go first. You got the big news. Um, Do I? All right. Yeah, I got it. Well, that's pretty big news. I got to congratulate you. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, moving to St. Catharines. So, yeah, that's exciting. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. On, on, the Bulldogs, on the Bulldogs audio thing. network. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> On the Bulldogs Audio Network, both this show, the Hammertown Podcast, getting stuff started with the Bulldogs. They moved to Brantford, and I we got to move away from Brantford. <laughs> yeah, we got to touch um, on that in a couple minutes. Eh? Yeah, that'll be part of our headlines uh, uh, of the week. Of course, we'll touch on our featured game from this past week between the Flip Firebirds and Saginaw Spirit. Um, yeah, headlines of the week, players of the week, um, Colin Ward not getting out of London, Ontario. Um <laughs> The Brantford Bulldogs will also be on the agenda. Effect. We will get into that a little bit later on in the, the B Dogs. Absolutely. You got to think uh, of something because it's not going to be Royal Dogs. So you got to think of. I know that's for a different show, but yeah. I don't think we can go Royal Dogs. We got to think of something else. Yeah, we gotta we gotta change it up from the hammer puns. We got to think of something else. Not that Brantford has anything. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Well, hey, but... you're the you're the Brantford native till March first. Yeah. So we got time. Oh, yeah. Next year. Uh, well, let's, you know what? We'll take an ad in the local Delhi paper because Delhi, all the views that they get and like how big of a, how it's the up, up and coming, you know, it's kind of like. Yeah, you guys have yellow lines on your maps now. Like... Yeah. Hey, I took, yeah, we talked about that last week. We have yellow lines. We have traffic in Delhi. That's, that's crazy. I mean, three weeks ago now. Check out the maps and boom, yeah. there's a little, there's a dot of traffic. And hey, just like that, we're on the map, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Colin Ward, you were unable to get out of London uh, yes. this past weekend. Um, unable to get to the Bulldogs game on Friday, thanks to some lake effect snow in the London that, area. That was and wild. It was clear as day in Brantford, uh, Hamilton, as well as Niagara. Uh, Brandon Caputo made the trip to First Ontario Center. Um, from Niagara Falls, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into that story, Colin. Before we get into some hockey here, because uh, I don't know if you're frustrated with your mechanic, frustrated with GM yeah, for making crappy cars. Yeah. Um, you know, take your pick. Mechanic. Every time I go there, you know, it's just like dollar, dollar, dollar. Um, but yeah, to say it in a nice way, but yeah, um, Friday, Friday it was a snowstorm here. I know I sent you guys some pictures there, in like. It was like a whiteout for like good mm-hmm. a couple hours, so couldn't make it in. And then Saturday was on our way out, and uh, all of a sudden the car wouldn't start. So that was a, an adventure. And then we got it started. And next thing you know, we're on this going on Wonderland Road in London. It was just before the going getting on the four hundred two, so that was good. Not on the four hundred two, and the next you know my power steering goes lower battery. Um, Battery saver mode comes on. So I assume it was the battery. Probably I didn't think it would make it through the winter because it's mm-hmm. a, I don't honestly, I didn't even have the receipt. Like I got it changed on Monday, but 
I didn't even have like a warranty receipt or anything. So it was probably not going to make it through the winter because I would have had the receipt on my battery. If like, if it if was like still, a, yeah. Um, warranty. Yeah. Eligible. Like to if use, it was still used, covered. Yeah. Covered under yeah. warranty. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened that happened it came and went so a new battery in the car so everything's changed so all that i got all the wiring and stuff fixed and everything so yeah it was a journey but i'll be back i'll be back on tuesday as this comes out so that'll be fun um nice to be back it was a long weekend that's for sure it was good though got to go to beer town again yeah that's pretty solid beer town london too yeah yeah beer town london it was really good um we gotta go um Got to, you know what? One of these times, I'm just gonna slip out, like, and it's gonna be like, hey, you gotta sponsor this show. We come here all the time. Yeah, we're moving to Brantford. Could you imagine? So we keep talking to the Bulldogs about this, but we need a we need a restaurant in in Brantford by the arena. Could you imagine if we see on the news and the local Brantford expositor and probably the Delhi News Record would have it too because they cover everything. They're they're right there to the core. But they would probably like if they announce a beer town is going to uh, Brantford by the arena. Sold. Let's go. That'd be wild. Um, lifetime contract, baby. Let's go. Um, that'd be awesome. So hopefully uh, they expand there. Anyone from Beer Town that's listening, expand to Brantford by the Civic Center. Be a perfect yeah. spot. Um, you'll have full time customers. You won't have to worry about that. Uh, keep that barbecue brisket burger going. Keep the Mill Street and the KW cider on tap, and we're good to go. By the way, you gotta try that still. So, um, yeah, I gotta get into. Good. Yeah, I gotta, good, you gotta convince me to have it because ciders are kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: I'll convince you to have it, but you take a sip, and I guarantee you, you're hooked. Six point seven percent, man. Yeah, it's hard not to be a fan of that. See, yeah, you're yeah. a fan of that already. So yeah. it's good um you'll like it i'm telling you you'll like it i was the same way getting involved with it and like i'm hooked on it like i'm hooked on every time we go to uh beer town um i always like go to the fkw cider actually any restaurant in general lately Mm but ohl arenas um got to get on that asap Uh, that would be a perfect seller i look at that cider and like kitchen it's in the kitchener area kitchener's got to get on it the auditorium they have to get on that and uh budweiser gardens would be a really good spot too london would be perfect for that you you imagine like when like when we go to london like when you think about london ontario like when you go to game nights games that's a perfect drink for nights like majority of the crowd that goes to nights games would be all over that oh yeah yeah and then, i agree also we have our effect with the bulldogs so hey uh yes. entertainment i don't think they like us very much because the city of hamilton um is yeah battling us but yeah no that's see, tough we'll dunk on them yeah. yeah all right Petri game yeah let's get to let's get to some hockey story time is over here um yeah, story time's done yeah flint firebird saginaw spirit battle uh of michigan the i-75 divide cup one of the best logos actually i would have to say 10 mm-hmm. times better than the canine cup that bell media thought was a good idea um hey we won that by the way over at the hammer town i don't know what yes you by. i cut one of the best <laughs> So Siri, Siri oh. wants to join in on the conversation. There you go. Australian Siri, by the way, sounds way better than the regular one. Australian. <laughs> I guess say that sounds Australian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 5-4 Saginaw takes it over Flint in a game where we fully thought Flint was going to take command early on in that second period. And yeah. then Saginaw, for whatever happened, 
um, in the span of just under six and a half minutes, uh, 629 or 529 to be exact, just under five and a half minutes. Uh, the Flint Firebirds or Saginaw Spirit score four goals in that second period. We'll kind of run through the scoring summary here for you quickly, and then we'll get into our thoughts. So to start things out, just under two minutes in, 159 to be exact. Sebastian Gervais, fifth of the year, makes it one nothing Saginaw. And then the next three would go to the Firebirds. Tristan Bertucci, Amadeus Lombardi, who continues to be uh, red hot for the Flint Firebirds, and Braden Kressler, all three of those men, um, putting the puck in the back of the net. 3-1 Flint at the time. And like I said, we kind of thought that Flint was just going to take over the rest of the game. They were going to be the ones to come out with two points. Well, um, they thought they had the answer. Saginaw Spirit changed the question. Uh, Zane Parekh, power play goal, 14-31, makes it 3-2. And then he does it just 19 seconds later. Uh, with his 16th, makes it 3-3. Roberto Mancini, about 34 seconds later, 4-3 Saginaw. And then Michael Misa, his 21st of the season, makes it 5-3. That came with just 11 seconds left in the second period. Ethan Hay would make a little bit closer his 10th of the year at the midway point of the third period, make it a 5-4 game. But that's as close as Flint would get. Firebirds outshoot the Spirit 35-27. Uh, 16 second period shots for the Flint Firebirds, followed up by 10 uh, in the third. The Saginaw Spirit, advantage to them, two out of four on the power play. Flint Firebirds were 0 for 6. So that is one category that you circle for the Firebirds and easily explain one of the reasons why they lost this game. But uh, yeah, just it was that. Five and a half minute span calling in that game that all that Saginaw really needed. I mean, you like to start off with the first goal, especially at home. You know, about two minutes in, you get make it one nothing. You like yeah, that start, give up the next three. But then, like I said, in that five and a half minute span, uh, they took over the game, made it five three at the time, and uh, went on to a five four win. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You want to get a good start, get that first goal, right? You can kind of breathe a little bit. But then Flint responded with the three of their own. On um, that second period, the start, you didn't think the ending would be the way it was. Because mm-hmm. Flynn had a couple of breakaways there. The Saginaw defense got a little lackadaisical there, you'd like to say. Um, a little sloppy in their own end and uh, gave up a couple, but it worked out on Zane Perrick. What a player. Uh, we saw When we saw him in Hamilton this year against the Bulldogs, I mean, he caught our eye, Reese. I mean, he was one of those kids that was so good. Young player. And it's one of the reasons why we thought Saginaw would do what they did at the trade deadline, trading Mintikoff and uh, getting rid of some of their veteran guys to uh, build, let these guys get more ice time. And you're seeing that pay off right now. Obviously the wins and losses aren't very great in their last 10 seconds. I mean, they fell pretty far in the standings, but um, development wise, I think they're still growing. They needed that win. Um, they desperately needed that win. They played like a desperate hockey team after they scored. It was a very good response. Um, when Flint got up on them there, they had a very good response and uh, they battled for sure. And then their young guy, the exceptional, exceptional Michael Misa with the game winner um, who was okay. Cause he played Sunday. So that was nice. He got hit by Max McHugh with a lot of nights on Friday night. Yeah. Friday night in London. And um, wasn't, it wasn't a pretty scene. So it was nice to see him come back and on Sunday as well. So nice to see he gets to stay in the lineup because he's a big part of that team. And we saw that firsthand um, him, Mancini, McNamara, uh, show guess, not a big deal. Misa mm-hmm. show guess, not a big deal. 
Um, Zan Perrick, a very good hockey player as well, as just alluded to. Um, Theo Hill, Theo Hill too. It's nice that we stayed with him, the overage guy, local guy for me from Hagersville, Ontario. And um, just to say, see his veteran presence there, you can really tell he has a big say in the room. And when they interviewed him there during the intermission, he says all the right things, does all the right things. And um, that's why I don't think Saginaw would be an easy out. I like their goaltending. Um, Lennox made some big saves. Uh, Lennox O, two good goaltenders, veteran goaltenders in this league that are both going to be good. Lennox has been good for a long time in this league, and Oak will be as well. So uh, good effort by both teams, honestly. I thought it was a really good hockey game, both sides. Uh, but Saginaw just kind of got it on top by one. You know, a close game could go anywhere. Yeah, Nathan Day gets the start for the Flint Firebirds, but pulled for the second straight game yeah. after 40 minutes, gives up five goals on 18 shots. Will Cranley comes in yeah, um, and stops all nine shots that he sees. But, you know, whether or not that was a surprise or not but, to see Day not start the third period, but it kind of made you wonder, you know, the timing of it. Maybe just Flint desperate for those two points, and they really wanted to get it, especially where they were in the standings coming into that game. I think there was only a two- or three-point differential uh, between the two teams. So maybe you could see Ted Dent trying to do that. I mean, you know, stay within one point and yeah, not start to trail and fall down a little bit more, but I mean, to be a team pulled in the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's unfortunate yeah. for Nathan day. There were times that I thought he made a big save to keep them in the game, but yeah, you know, five on 18 is obviously it's not very good. Yeah, and hey, there's a, I have a story for you about that. So there's this one time we were playing in Caledonia, I believe. And, oh, yeah. um, well, you know how I am in the press box. Whenever a goalie gives up a couple, I'm like, all right, Paula. Yeah. Um, so we You're had a captain game. hook. We'll call you Sparky oh, Anderson. Being a, well, being a goalie, you know what it's like when you don't have it. When It's so tough because it's like a pitcher, right? You never want to pull yourself. You never want to leave the game. But there's times where you just don't have it. And there, we were playing in Caledonia. We showed up with like eleven players, like eleven oh, skaters. Geez. So you know, you Sound know like it's going to be Red Sox. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> um, exactly. Got <laughs> to be not to chirp, but yeah. No, that's no, the it's kind of year that was. Yeah, absolutely. There were a game where we thought we'd be playing. Um, so, hey, we were ready. That's all right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Would have been the best battery in the league. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so. We show up. We have 11 players. I give up the first two. First two shots go right <laughs> through me. I'm like, oh, man. Like, they get your seven hole or five hole? Right through my arms and yeah. one right through the five hole, like right through the wickets. Yeah. And I was like, like, come on. Like, you're just feeling like crap because you feel so awful. And there's nothing worse than getting the hook in the second period because you got to skate the whole ice to the bench. <laughs> and, like the other team's bench is just giving it oh, to yeah. you. It's like, yeah. ugh, like, come on, man. That's when you just look up or just look down and just bolt. Remember um, remember Michael DiPietro when he used to skate his arms and go 100 miles an hour, but the legs would go, like, nowhere? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you do when you get the hook in the second period. You just fly. I want to get me out of here. And that's why you go down area, the tunnel yeah. all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, I would, and I just remember thinking all game, all right, I'm going to get pulled here. And you don't want to think about that because that's when you know you're having a bad night. Yeah. But it happens. It, but uh, Were you a stick-banging so guy or were you a – just take a seat and take it. I never broke a stick because if I broke a stick, Mr. David Ward, my <laughs> father, would be very upset with me. Um, and plus my mom would be too. My mom would give it to me more than my dad because my mom, <laughs> was like, you, you break it, you buy it type thing, right? My dad yeah. would be the same thing. But my mom would be like, 
the stick didn't do anything. You're the one controlling the stick. Be better. Don't suck. <laughs> so I remember there's a lot of nights we'd drive home and I'd get lit up and my mom would be like, not that I want to remember the times getting lit up, but there were times where you do. And um, <laughs> my mom would just give it to me. So it was more my mother than my dad, but yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be good. I never broke any sticks. I just sat there and it's more embarrassing. Yeah. It was really embarrassing. I loved it in Delhi. When I played in Delhi, it was nice because we had the benches and uh, like right beside the penalty box. So if you get pulled and I honestly, I only got pulled like once a year, R- very rare. But the one time you get pulled in Delhi, you go sit in the penalty box. So that was kind of cool. Like, oh, do you control the penalty box doors, the backup? Absolutely. I, oh, and you talk to the other team because you're right beside you. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm like. I talk to anybody. Yeah. So the other team's goalie would sit in the other one. I'd be like leaning across, like right beside him saying, hey, how's your drive in tonight? Like pretty cold <laughs> outside. How's school going? What's your favorite subject? Next thing you know, we're talking about like school. I like. I think I remember um, a Brady kid from like Tilsonburg at like 11 years old. And uh, didn't even play hockey against me. He went to school with a kid with a backup goalie on Tilsonburg. <laughs> just telling me about the class clown. So we were talking about stuff like that, talking, like, just talking it up. A lot of OHL talk, like in baseball too. Baseball, yeah. baseball. I remember I first played in Simcoe when we got to play you guys, we got to play Guelph, London. Every single time, I remember I'd get in so much trouble by our coaches because I'd be playing first base and I'd be talking to their first base coach and do ever gets on base about the OHL. I remember Kitchener's coach would be like, and this is when I grew up. I mean, grew up, my family had a lot of nights season tickets and stuff. So always the nights games. And I said, Oh, you watch the OHL. And I said, and like, I remember the coach saying, yeah, we're a lot of nights fans. And you're from Kitchener. I go, Oh, are you hated here? So it was just, <laughs> awesome. It was just awesome being able to talk to guys. Like yeah. that was the best part of my, about my first year because we got like, especially the first trip around playing each team. So then everyone knew me about talking OHL on first base. Oh, yeah. I still always do that, but yeah, yeah, I was that guy that I talked a lot. There's no surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise. Uh, all right. Yeah. Again, final score, five, four Saginaw uh, defeats the Flint Firebirds. That wraps up our featured game for this week. We'll quickly, quickly run through uh, some of the headlines from this past week. And I want to, yeah. uh, of course, we want to throw a shout out to the uh, Sudbury Wolves and Mark Stahl, Detroit Red Wings legend, if you want to refer to him like hey, that. Red Wings uh, got a pick for him. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, his number is now in the rafters at the Sudbury Community Arena. Of course, he was a member of the team uh, from 2003 to 2007. So no one will ever wear the number 14 Again, nice in Sudbury. And that was pretty cool to see. He had the jersey on the ice. His whole family was there. Um, you know, Sudbury did a really nice tribute for him. That's the hockey family. Before this game. Yeah, absolutely. Four brothers all playing professional hockey. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, Mark Stahl was so good, too, in Sudbury. Like, he was so big and he had to reach. He was almost like a Zidane Chara in the OHL in his time. Like, he was so good offensively and defensively. Um what a what a Sudbury legend! So it really wasn't a surprise. It was almost like a matter of time when you get when he was going to get his jersey retired. There's a couple of guys around the league where you're like, okay, it's just a matter of time. We saw Ryan Callahan go earlier on in the year in Guelph yeah. a couple months back now, and uh, we saw that. And now see Mark Stahl. Um, let me surprise see a few more go here soon. Yes, absolutely. Landeskog isn't in Kitchener's yet. Not yet. No. I would imagine he will be though. 
You would think at one point they have that discussion. Discussion. Him, Jeff confused. Skinner were pretty big in Jeff their Skinner, junior yeah. days. For I think he's seventh or eighth overall pick, uh, Jeff Skinner to the Hurricanes. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Kitchener's, Kitchener's got a few coming up. You, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's one. I know, like they're not always playing, but when does Erie put up McDavid? That's the one. Yeah. Like when does Regina put up Connor Bedard's? Like you imagine Next you're year. still playing in the you imagine you're still playing in the league. Like there's got to be a point where you have to put you're gonna have to put McDavid's jersey up ASAP. Probably yeah. Ryan's, probably Dylan Strom as well. Mm-hmm. Dylan Strom will go up for sure. And Erie Alex DeBrancat, Taylor Radish, those three because those three were big on winning the OHL title that year. Yeah, and then you look at Mississauga and the McLeod brothers, but McLeod brothers weren't really there that long. No. No, that's Michael was. But it's Ryan really wasn't. tough to debate it, right? Because you get the stars who are actually stars in the O, yeah. and they're not there a whole like very long because well, like, they because they're there till they're drafted and then they're gone, or they're there till they're drafted plus the year after, and you don't get the full five yeah. years. You maybe get two or three, so you're the good ones. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's tough, right? I mean, like, Taylor Hall's number is in the rafters in Windsor, which is expected. They won two Memorial Cups. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan Ellis will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a, few. a guy who felt like how he about, played in the World Juniors forever. Well, how about Zach Cassian and uh, Jack Campbell? Yeah, Jack Campbell yeah. had a Philip lot of success. Philip Grubauer was a goaltender there as well. Yeah, when they won. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that transition there. Two NHL guys back to back. That's solid. I think Andrew Angelé was the other one. That's yeah. a name. Holy crap! That's a that cool is name. a name. You. Yeah, Angela. That's cool. That's a nice name. I like that. Um, there's another one, too. Well, that's like the debate, too, with the London Knights, right? Matt DeChuck had such a big impact during the game winner. He was so big on that line, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, I'm pretty public about saying he was one of my favorite Knights all time. Mm-hmm. But when I – like, that's another one, right? He was only there for a year. But the impact he had in that year, does London win the Memorial Cup? Does London win 18 straight games or whatever it was? In the playoffs without Matthew Chuck, I don't think they do. Yeah. So that's impressive, right? So like, that's one that w- I wonder too. Like, he's kind of on the bubble playing one season, but for sure, I would say McDavid goes into Erie ASAP. Before he's thirty, he will be in the Erie. Uh, he'll have his yeah. jersey retired before he's thirty years old. It, it's just tough or to do his. Turning twenty-five, he's twenty-six. Yeah, it's just tough to do his right because I mean, Mark Stahl's not really close. To being an all-star in the NHL, McDavid's yeah. gonna be an all-star for a very long time. Yeah, so it's tough to kind of plan change. it around that, right? You got to look somewhere else where maybe, maybe the uh, um, the Edmonton Oilers are in Pittsburgh for a trip, and they have a couple days off between you know games once they arrive yeah. in Pittsburgh. So maybe he makes the trip up to Erie. It's tough to kind of tough to, or even Buffalo, I guess, if they're playing the Sabers. That's only about an hour or two away from Buffalo. So and you yeah. know who you know another one. Darnell Nurse with uh, Sue. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's a big one. And we talked about, then we talked about with Isaac Nurse mm-hmm. um, with the Hamilton Bulldogs. I mean, that, who knows what'll happen now with the transition moving to Brantford? Yeah. Probably yeah. won't, but. No, you wait to see where the team impact. is after the three years. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good welcome back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good debate. Also, yeah. 11 OHLers in the AHL. Uh, all-star game on Monday evening in Laval, Quebec. 
Tyson Forrester, Alexander Nylander, Declan Chisholm, the Manitoba Moose now, Luke Evangelista, show guest, not a big not deal, a big former deal. captain yeah. of the London Knights, Thomas Harley, Brian Lashoff, Grand Rapid Griffin. Oh, my God. That That's one a out. throwback to a name. Holy crap. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Nico Dawes played in Guelph 17, 20 seasons. Um, Noel Hoffenmeyer, what a name. What a nut. What a name. Good, eh? yeah. What a name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marley's. And then Darren Radish, 2012 to 17, the Radish brothers. And then John Luke Foodie, 1820 with the Windsor Spitfires. And Seth Griffith. From 2009 to 2013 with a lot of nights, uh, 11 for OHL alumni in the AHL All-Star game. There's some wild names in there, some impressive names. Yeah. Um, um, some go right away. Tyson Forrester and uh, Luke Evangelista. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. They don't all it's go great. to the o- They don't all go to the NHL, right? And a lot of people uh, forget that. Yeah. I mean, for people like us, we find it interesting to find out where these stars went, right? They're stars in the OHL. And I mean, yeah. you expect them if they get that entry level deal, you're thinking, okay, they're not going to go to the NHL right away, especially if they mm-hmm. uh, come out of, come out of their OA year with that contract. You think, okay. Yeah. You see them playing sure. those three years out in the uh, American hockey league you know, with the potential to be called up, of course, if they're performing very well, um, you know, some guys just don't ever get there and, there's nothing wrong with that. The American Hockey League still very good hockey. And, um, yeah, like you said, guys making immediate impacts, I right? I mean, I see Luke Evangelista not being in the American Hockey League for very long. But, yeah, there's a few guys here. It's just a matter of time for him. Yeah, there's a few guys on this list I don't see. Um, it's funny, um, Brian Lashoff. I missed getting a set of Brian Lashoff gloves the last game in Detroit. Yay. It was the first year at Little Caesars. It was oh, the yeah. last game. It was Henrik Zetterberg's last game. And it was John Tavares' last game as an Islander before he went to a team that doesn't win. Mm. Um, they haven't won since 1967. Fun yes. fact. Yep. They're based out of Toronto. Very fun. Yeah. Um, avoid that. Yeah. Go Raps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Brian Lashoff. So I missed by one number getting a set of his gloves in the last game of the year at Little Caesars. But then I also missed uh, by three numbers of getting a signed Anthony Mantha jersey and stick from the game, the jersey off no the back. No I just sweet. missed it. Well, here's the thing. And then I just missed uh, getting a Tyler Bertuzzi one, which would have been even cooler. Yeah. But I just missed it because – so they did a trivia in the concourse, and they didn't pick – I had my hand up to answer the question, and it was name the one coach that did not coach the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, that's like, easy. If you're a yeah. if you're if you're a decent Red Wings fan, you know that. You should know that. Yeah, and the answers was like Mike Babcock, Scotty Bowman, Jeff Blashill, then um Red Berenson. That's the easiest answer yeah, yeah, in the easy. world. Yeah. It's the easiest answer. And um I missed it by one like I had my hand up like right as she was answering the question because I kind of knew it. So like you yeah. don't cheat to it, but so once they say it, it's like hey, but um I had my hand up and then I just like didn't pick me what could have been, you know, my life might've changed, you know, it might've changed uh, a big deal. So yeah, that's that's pretty the last game, the last game to the year too, in the OHL, the best games to go to. So fans, my biggest advice, get your tickets for the last home games of the year because the jerseys off their backs are pretty cool. The sticks are cool. You get a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, that's a good, uh, good player access. The last games too. Yeah. Um, of course, we got to mention the NHL All-Star game, as enjoyable as it isn't. 
I didn't watch a single. I didn't watch any of it. I watched the highlights, and the highlights. The NHL All Star Game is pointless because nobody cares because the insurance policy is so big. You know what? I did hear something on NHL radio on Monday, though, that I will say after your point. I did hear something on NHL radio. But like, here's the thing, though: you watch the game, and there is literally no effort at all unless they get a clear cut. Like when um, the passer that goal. When uh, McKinnon was like in front of him and literally just like stopped skating and Pasternak literally stopped beside him, it was like the utmost. Like they clearly don't care. I mean, there's a million dollars on the line for the team. Um, give that to Dylan Larkin. Use that for the extension, please. Yes. And thank you, Atlantic Division. Yeah. Um, so that'd be appreciated. Uh, yeah. What's your point for the? NHL? No, but uh, yeah, on NHL Network, I can't remember what show it was, but Mike Johnson was on it. And he was talking, of course, you, you were talking about, and how do you break down an all-star game? You don't. But, yeah, you, um, you know, a lot of points came out about the Pasternak deal that's got to come up, the Dylan Larkin extension that's got to come up. Um, and he said nobody was trying, but the one guy that was trying, A, because he has a contract expiry coming up, and yeah. B, because Detroit's had some tough times and, you know, it's nice to be a part of something big, uh, was Dylan Larkin. Because mm-hmm. you could you could tell that he was one of the ones that actually yeah, cared, that actually embraced being an all star and wanted to try his best. Get that extra dollar, yeah. So, it. I mean, there was that point there, but all in all, it's it's the NHL All Star Game. They've turned it into a joke, and uh, but it, it is nice to see OHL alumni get into that All Star Game. And I'll just mention it here: a couple of coaches, Pete DeBoer, Bruce Cassidy, um, behind the bench for the All Star Game. Players, of course, Connor McDavid. Uh, Jason Robertson, Nick Suzuki, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, Mitch Marner, Nazem Kadri. I like how this whole bottom row is just London Knights. Uh, <laughs> with Mitch Marner, Nazem Kadri, Matthew Kachuk, and uh, Bo Horvat, who was a member of the uh, Western Conference in the Pacific Division, but yeah. uh, had the New York Islanders logo on his shoulder. Yeah, that was cool. Nice to see uh, that Mike Dub clip with Pedersen as well, saying we got to hook up one last time. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, all-star game. It's an all-star game. I will tell you this next year. It's in Toronto. Put the Mississauga Steelheads at Scotiabank arena the Friday night. They will never do this. The oh, NHL geez. won't do it because the outdoor game was hard enough last year. We, we had to do it on the Monday night in Hamilton because it could not be before the NHL game, but it'd be really cool to see, to have a game. Let's have Oshawa and Mississauga, both two teams. that will have good teams next year. They're young this year. They're hot right now. Mississauga hasn't even lost ground after the moves they've made. And uh, Oshawa's Oshawa. I mean, they're young. They have some talent there. But what a game that would be. Uh, play at Scotiabank. Play in the middle. I think that would be right on. I think it's a good opportunity, too, to get the Mississauga Steelheads, if you want to say, brand out there and get it get it out in the middle of Toronto, right? Um, Toronto, we all, we've both – you've said it numerous times. It's not a hockey town. But what an opportunity to grow the brand yeah. of hockey. Yeah, and it's it, it'll be nice to have the fans go to an event that they can afford when All-Star Game tickets After. will probably be five grand. So <laughs> you imagine oh, paying five grand it's gonna be, it's gonna to be watch stupid. nobody back check. Oh, it's no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And the team hasn't won a cup in God knows how long. <laughs> 1967 is the correct answer. And Detroit that, hasn't huh? had an All-Star Game since Joe Louis Arena opened. Yeah, or figure a draft. I'd rather have a draft. I would rather have a draft than an all-star game. The draft's so much better than the all-star game. Oh, I can agree with that. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cool. But, like, I mean. The draft floor stuff, see all the rumors, see all the tweets. Brand new arena. 
Yeah, don't get anything. Whatever. Yeah. They'll get Anyways. a World Junior in 2030 before they get an All-Star game. That'd be sweet. I'd What's be up with me with the hot takes already? I'm coming out and Look just landing down on the line. Yeah, go. I already forget the first one. <laughs> All good. Um, Players of the week, and then we'll hit the break here. Uh, Goaltender of the week from the Sudbury Wolves, Nate Krawchuk. Um, first career yeah. shutout. Uh, congratulations, uh, young man. He had goals against average of 0.97, save percentage of 961. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back games, he earns first star honors 49 of 51. Three of a possible four points for the Sudbury Wolves. So uh, we'll start um, on Friday. Stopped all 21 shots. He saw a 4 nothing shutout victory. Over the Mississauga Steelheads, then he would follow that up, stopping 28 of 30. It was a loss, but uh, two to one was the final score. And it's tough to blame your goaltender when you only score one goal. So um, Nate Krawchuk takes home goaltender of the week honors. Player of the week from the Windsor Spitfires, Matthew Maggio, as he continues his great season down at the Wafku Center. Five goals, six assists in three games. He was also a plus 10. And that game on Sunday definitely helped with that. But uh, Spitfires, 3-0 and on the weekend. Started with a 7-4 victory on Thursday against the Sioux Greyhounds. 6-3 over the Hamilton Bulldogs. First time the Bulldogs go back to Windsor since game six of the OHL Championship Series. And then an 8-1 victory for the or for the Spitfires over the attack uh, on Sunday, part of Kojiko Hockey Day in the O. So, um, yeah, fun to... yeah, congratulations to both of those men, and uh, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of where we're at with the headlines of the week. I have a quick one here. We'll get to the Hamilton thing after the break. Yeah, but I, I have a quick one. Um, so about the All Star game, I could. This is the only takeaway really I got out of the All-Star game and obviously think about the OHL that about Mississauga Oshawa numerous times but can you imagine an OH a CHL All-Star game so it's a three-team round robin um you go OHL WHL QMJHL that'd be so cool especially this year seeing guys like Connor Bedard in the dub mm-hmm. um the draft players they have the Q's best players and you see our best players I think that would be such a cool event um That'd be really neat. And plus, it's an extra way to make revenue. It's an extra way to draw people to the games. I mean, think about this. Can you imagine if it was hosted here in Ontario? Like, put it in, like let's say it's in Hamilton. Hamilton would open up the upper bowl. Most definitely yeah. the upper bowl would be open. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, Bed- Connor Bedard would be there, and, like, that would be a big deal. 19,000-plus in Calgary? Yeah. 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 Like, it would be it would be crazy. I, thought that, I think that would be a really good event to do. Um, and plus, I mean, we used to have the CHL Russia series, right? I miss that so much. Same. And that's, a, this is the thing I kind of get the takeaway because you always have the, you always have the talk going into the Mem Cup, right? Who's the best team? Who's the best league? What's the best league? Everyone has their narrative. So you'd have that on the line in this game. You would have that. It would get chipped because they're kids. So I think that would be a really cool event. Um, I don't know if we tweet that or not Twitter poll, but yeah, we could. Be interesting to see. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely, I mean, That'd be we cool. were never really around to really pay a whole lot of attention to the OHL All-Star Classic that used no, to I happen. No, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I think the last Neither one was like 2007. Yeah, it was way back. I think it was in Kingston. Yeah. Because I remember we did an All-Star segment about that. 
Yeah, we have. Um, I just want to pull it up. Here we go. Ontario was, Hockey League All Star games. We were nine years old for that. Yeah, it's wild, eh? Yeah. All Star Classic. The last to take place was in 2010, uh, hosted by the Kingston Frontenacs. 2010. Okay. Yeah, that is way off. I don't know why I, I thought 2007. Did. But that's okay. 2010. Maybe London hosted it or something then. Because yeah. I remember going to one. London never hosted one. Um, Peterborough had 04. Owen Sound had 05. Belleville 06. Um, Saginaw had 07. The nice. Sioux had 08. Spitfires in 2009. And uh, Kingston Frontenacs in 2010. Okay. I mean, the All Star game, it just really wasn't. I think now it would be better for the OHL, but you have to have a way to have to make it engaging for the fans. Yeah. You have to have a way to make it more accessible for the fans. Like you have to have more player access, more media coverage for it. Yeah. Um, I think that would be very, I think it would be a really cool event. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to try, but I think it would get old quick. But the NHL, the NHL, the NHL, we don't need to model ourselves after the NHL. We are fine we just the way we bit. are. Our playoff format is a million times better than the NHL. Um, you were probably thinking of this one, Colin. 2003, London Knights hosted the CHL All-Star Series or the Hershey Cup. Yes. Yes. So, yes, that's what it was. So that London had that in 03. Ottawa had that in 02. Guelph had it in 2001. Um, and then before that, you had four years again of the OHL All-Star Classic. Mississauga Ice Dogs in 2000. Sarnia Sting in 99. The Year of Us, 1998, hosted by the North Bay Centennials. Um, the Year of the OHL in 60. <laughs> 1997, the Barry Colts hosted it. So um, there's that. You've also got the OHL Chrysler Cup, which is probably a throwback for a lot of people. And we weren't even close to being thought of um, at the time. Kitchen Rangers hosted in 1985. Guelph Players Wait. in 84. I'm Belleville Bulls in 83. Anderson. This is leading into the next segment. 1982, Boom! the OHL Chrysler Cup, hosted right, by the Brantford Alexanders. Yes, we will head to break. When we come back, we will chat all things Brantford Bulldogs. Coming to the Civic Center. That's next on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward coming to an arena near you. If you live near Brantford, uh, the Hamilton oh, Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, they will not be at first Ontario center for the next three years. As a lot of people already know. Thank you, city of Hamilton. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> they will call the Brantford civic center home for the next three years. And yes, the name will change. They will be called uh, the Brantford Bulldogs. First time the Ontario Hockey League returns to Brantford in a very, 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 very long time since the 80s. And we're kind of reversing the roles a little bit here. The Brantford Alexanders at the time left Brantford, went to Hamilton, became the Steelhawks. Oh, yeah. This time Hamilton's going to Brantford, but the name's staying the same, so that's okay. Brantford Bulldogs has a nice ring to it anyway. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, what we'll is this? Alexander Knight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Throwback night, absolutely. Yeah. 
that'll be well, uh, that'll definitely be featured. You would think someone would design a uh, Branford Alexander's wow. jersey for that Real Canadian Superstore contest. Design your jersey yeah. contest. That'd be pretty I'm, sweet. Uh, they got to do an Alexander's night. Absolutely. It, I'm not going to give anything away, but knowing how things operate here with the Bulldogs organization, I mean, we get to see it firsthand every day. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a reverse rest retro Alexander slash Bulldogs jersey. Maybe go red and white with the Bulldogs logo. That'd be cool. It, it would be very different, but yeah. I think that would be pretty good, like the Huskies. Hamilton Huskies are red and white. Yeah. I think that would be a very cool, um, very cool uh, reverse retro. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised to see the Bulldogs do that. Um, maybe not right away, but I could see around next year this time the Bulldogs doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be, cool. be great. Yeah, it's going – and it's going to be great there at the Civic Center. I, we can't wait. I mean, we'll be doing a little bit of hosting stuff by the sounds of it. And, um, we'll, have a big, we'll have a pretty big role by the sounds of it and by the looks of things um, in the next season with the Brantford Bulldogs. So that's very exciting times for both of us personally, Reese. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's, um, I think, 3,000. I mean, the upgrades are going to be pretty spectacular there in uh, Civic Center. We don't want to give too much away. But it's going to be nice. Um, $10 million is a lot of money yeah. for anyone out there that doesn't know that. Yeah, $10 million, too, going into the arena. Seven and a half going from the Bulldogs. And I think then, it's a flat seven. I'm pretty sure it's a flat a seven. Flat? And then oh, the three, three from the casino fund uh, in yeah. Brantford. So the taxpayers aren't paying a dime. That's Thursday. And that is Thursday. The uh, 9th is the uh, council vote. So Tuesday that's the 7th. everything. Oh, Tuesday the seventh. Yes, yeah. Tuesday the seventh. So on debut yes, day right. of this episode, um, by the time you're listening, there's probably been a decision made, and it's funny because the Bulldogs yeah. are playing and not at home. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I I don't know why. All week I thought Thursday. I'm not nice even we told go. you that. I know tonight. Unless yeah, we skip I know Niagara, but uh, I know tough. tonight. Yeah, I know tonight. I was talking to my girlfriend. We were, and I swear I said Thursday. The Bulldogs were uh, – it was a council vote. I don't know why I thought Thursday, but, yeah, tonight, the 7th, Tuesday, February 7th, um, big day. I expected to get passed. I mean, not you one think, dollar yeah. coming out of the taxpayers, so that's big. Um, mayor heavily on board. I mean, Branford – the quote from Michael Anlauer, owner of the Bulldogs, just said it rightly, right? Branford took us in when we were out in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um and that feeling blank. of being wanted. Absolutely. And it's so important to feel wanted, right? I mean, I remember going through spots like in sport, like playing in sports and like when there's spots where you go to a situation, it's not fun. Um, you go through a lot of stuff um, and it's not fun. You know, you're in a cold spot. And when you go to it, then you go through places where it's like, hey, grass is always greener. And I mean, I think this is a perfect spot. I really do. It's going to be interesting to see what the Bulldogs do. Um, with this, they're def- I would imagine. I mean, I don't want to say anything too much. I mean, that we from what we know, it's still early and it's not proven yet. I mean, it could be proven, which I imagine it would be. I mean, the city of Brantford, Reese. I know you have a lot of things to say about the city of Brantford, but you would think in this situation they would still vote in favor of this because not one penny or not one dime or nickel for that matter is going out of the pockets of the taxpayers. So it's mm-hmm. a good cause. Um, and it's really the one thing that Brantford's missing. 
when you look around Brantford, it's growing. It's not the same as it was in the 80s. Um, I think of five or six spots right away of what where it's going to excel. I mean, you're going to have the Brantford Go Station. You're going to have the Brantford Go Station with the Go Bus, and that's kind of where it started with the city of Brantford kind of on the rise. Mm-hmm. You got the Go Train there. You got the bus, which goes to Brant, which goes to Hamilton, and that'll be big for transfer transportation for the games itself. The busing, um, that'll be huge. The Go yes, Bus, the bus ter- yeah, the bus terminal is. Downtown, just a couple of blocks over from the main strip of downtown. It's, it's about a found out today. Walk to the Civic Center. It's a 10 to 15 minute walk to the Civic Center. There's Uber there, though. Yeah, a lot of people still don't believe that there is. But uh, yeah, I we, do. we have like five Monday cars Monday. now. We have like five Ubers now. So we're kind of big. Really? Yeah, that is a big deal. Hey, I remember yeah. when Delhi got their fourth stoplight. That was a big deal. <laughs> five Ubers. Five Ubers in a town of Della yeah. and five Ubers in a town that think the town was shut down. I mean, we have our own CN Tower. It's called our water tower. It's straight. <laughs> our water tower is pretty cool, man. I remember they had to put a fence. Is it, is it like it big and white and tall? Like and Big, white, and just tall. There's no bubble. <laughs> it's just tall. It's like a silo. Is it like the Washington cool. Monument? Bigger than the Washington Monument. Um, it's Delhi's mm-hmm. Washington Monument. It's like the Silicon Valley. Delhi. It's the un, it's the untapped market. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's such a good spot. We're getting an AW. That's gonna boost the economy. Um, the tobacco <laughs> museum's thriving, you know. And what more? Hey, we got our own uh, vodka um distillery in Delhi now. So oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're getting bigger. We're on the rise. Um, we got a post office, we got four stoplights. <laughs> what more can you need? A couple of restaurants. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the city of Brantford, like you said, Colin, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of politicians around yeah. Brantford. I mean, our MP is a clown. Our MPP is a clown. <laughs> like people on social media, are I clowns. think people, I think people can tell that I don't like the conservatives. Um, but but both our members of parliament, whether it be federal or provincial, they're both clowns. They have no idea what they're doing. Um, I and Ke- to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Davis either. There's a lot of things that, um the city's done wrong, um, but they're finally doing something right. And they're finally yeah, doing something big. to try and get people into town. And, you know, he's expecting around $4 million a year um, in revenue just from the Bulldogs coming and whether that's people spending money at yeah. restaurants, um, stores in the area, lot. paying for, um, you know, all sorts of things, going to the casino, which is right next door. Um, it's, it, you know, he's redeeming yeah. himself in my books, uh, let's say, um, whereas our MP and MPP are not because they're clowns. Um, but uh, yeah, it's no, it's a good situation all around. It's a good situation for the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, they got three years to see what it's going to be like. The Ontario Hockey League has three years to see um, what the OHL is like in Brantford, whether the Bulldogs stay or not. Um, yes. Yeah still to be seen but who knows if we see whether it be expansion relocation um either one of those situations but uh yeah no the bulldogs you know we talked to reed duffy whether it be um on this show on the hammertown podcast or even just in person at the arena uh, about yeah. the amount of fans that are on the mountain the amount of fans that commute in from brantford and enjoy like, the ticket holder from there yeah, yeah, exactly. The amount of teams, the uh, 99ers minor hockey teams that come to the games in Hamilton. Um, it will not be easy. or uh, Yeah, well, it I will said, not be easy to secure a ticket for a 3,000-seat arena for yeah. an OHL team that has two championships 
as well as it helps being in the same city that Wayne Gretzky grew up in because we have a lot of kids that play minor hockey that I'm sure will want to go to a lot of these games. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, hey, look at the Bulldogs, right? So the Bulldogs have had a team from Simcoe on the bench this year for Warnots. They've had numerous of Brantford teams. I could say at least five Brantford teams this year. Mm-hmm. So we're at probably once to twice a month. We have a team from the Brantford area. I think there was a Tilsonburg team too, even further. Yeah, there was a Tilsonburg team. There was a the Delhi Ontario team, by the way, who's probably gonna win an OMHA championship because they're from Delhi. So right away you're away. Yeah. I thought I thought um, you were gonna go down to the local uh, local rink and start calling some U nine. Well, Langton's been there. If you want to go to the village, <laughs> Langton, <laughs> oh, they're calling oh, games. Oh, they're novice. Lift the puck, <laughs> skate. I do think though. I do think that we need to uh, mic up. Like it, it's so funny when you see the mic'd up like kids in like Timbits, mm-hmm. like Thai hockey. I think that's so funny to see. Um, for parents that have microphones, I think that'd be pretty cool. Just don't stay in the way. Like don't yeah. coach your kid. Yeah. Don't be that parent. But it would be cool if you had a microphone laying around and just mic your kid up playing hockey. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty funny. Baseball would be cool up there. I said a lot of crazy things on the baseball field. But all pretty good. It's mostly always as, as an opponent. I can't agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, good times. But congrats to Brantford. Uh, very good. I'm mm-hmm. um, very excited. Very excited. I know um, we expect to have a bigger role with the Bulldogs next year. Um, a lot of success financially with the front office, what they have there. Uh, Michael Anlauer, one of the best owners in the Ontario Hockey League. And this, yeah. this event just showcases that. I mean, the last two years, last year, an outdoor game where no one thought was possible, it happened. This year, with the arena situation, what happened. And by the way, for the fans of the Bulldogs, I mean, I know we, most of our followers are from are from Hamilton. Um, being on the Bulldogs Audio Network, covering the Bulldogs daily, um, being around the facility. I know we get a lot of Bulldogs fans from Hamilton that are residing in Hamilton that live there all the time. And take it easy on social media to non-Hamilton uh, – People covering the situation here on the Twitter, on the Twitter machine. Um, there really is no need. I mean, I see a couple of people calling people clowns who have had, who have been in the industry for, for as long as I've been born. Um, I mean, you grow up around some of these people that have called their call games around the league. Uh, take it easy on them. Hamilton. Uh, this is a message here. It, I know it sucks. I know it does, but the, I promise you that the first thing, like, that Mr. Anlauer, Michael Anlauer, the owner of the Bulldogs, rest of the front office, it's going to be about transit from Brant- from Hamilton to Brantford, from Brantford to Hamilton. We've already discussed it. The first thing we dis- I mentioned about Hamilton, um, about the team moving to Brantford, was the GO station bus going from Harbor – I believe it's Harbor Center in downtown Hamilton, the station. Yeah, it's either that or McMaster, yeah. one or the other, or both. Yeah, but yeah or both. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's honestly an easy bus ride. It's 20 minutes up the road. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna, it's closer than when the tie cats went to Guelph and I know Hamilton traveled well for that. Yeah. So, and the Bulldogs have a championship they have two in the last seven. So go out and support them. Go yeah. out there and support them. Uh, come o- come on over. And I know the, the case is going to be great. I mean, the, the place is going to be unreal. The renovation's pretty, pretty nice. Um, from what I saw, or, or heard, I guess, is everything's going to be up to the league standard. Uh, we're going to have a good Wi-Fi system. <laughs> Take notes, Sudbury. 
after I uh, threw him <laughs> into the class last week. I mean, you know what? Pray, you know what? Honestly, be better. Wi-Fi, be better. Be better. Absolutely. I'm not afraid to call people out. Hey, people on social media with no names on Twitter. Why are we calling teenagers clowns? You're a clown. Like, what a joke. So, yeah, that's another yeah, one. That's a whole different the, debate. I'm though. on the rampage. I'm on the tornado yeah. going through the valley of OHL uh, people that yeah. bug me. So, yeah, that's, that's fun. No, it's, yeah, it, it's going to be a good situation. I mean, we talk about how much more we, they should probably maybe add to downtown Brantford, see if they can well, get a couple more restaurants down there. Oh, um, a couple more a bars town. around beer the town. arena. Um, yeah, bar, Beer Town would be pretty. I'm telling you town. right now, after this show tonight, I am sending Beer Town Corporation an email. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna send an email from from my uh from like the OHL account to Do so it. it's proper. I don't boy. Oh, it's gonna be unreal. I'll put my watermark and everything. <laughs> and I'll have the, and then I'll have like the smile with the thumbs up. Oh. Oh, uh, a little late. Probably beer town's probably closed, but yeah, you get the Uber Eats, um, yeah. get a barbecue brisket burger, uh, sent here, and um, just have a picture of the burger and mess all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, all right, uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the move. Also, I just want to mention Reeds with the three thousand fans. There probably is going to be a cap on season tickets, yeah. um, which may cause a little ruckus. But by the sounds of it, there is going to be a cap. I don't know how many single game seats are going to be available. Probably not a lot. Um, it'll be a tough place to get into right away, I think, because mm-hmm. the wait list is going to be so big. And there's already non Bulldog, current Bulldog season ticket holders that are heavily involved in getting season tickets, but you expected from Brantford. But yeah. they could possibly get, they possibly have a waiting list right now of over 3,000 for sure. So there's going to be a lot going on here. Um, so tickets will be hard to come by, but be patient. There will be a way to get single game seats. Yes. Get those ticket holders in the building as well. So those will be announced when everything falls into place, probably sometime August, July, August. Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of fun segment here, um, to end out, uh, the second segment. And then of course, um, to round out the show, we'll go through the power rankings, um, and pick our, Winners for the Super Bowl, of course, but uh, um, final five. Yeah, are we from fifth that, and up to so, ten or six to ten. So that's six. the thing. What do we consider bubble teams, right? Yeah, I think we do six to six ten, to and ten. I think this applies more in the Eastern Conference than yeah. probably the West. Um, so we might adjust it there, but uh, um, for the Eastern Conference, we'll do six through ten. So that will include the Kingston Frontenacs, 49 points. Hamilton Bulldogs, 48. Sudbury Wolves, 45. Oshawa Generals, 44. Huh. Turns out we're going to do the six through nine team. All right. There you go. Because, <laughs> um, sorry, Niagara fans, you are not making the playoffs this year. I think that's very <laughs> evident right now. So um, we'll do the six through nine teams in the Eastern Conference. And I don't, I, I like, we're not making fun of anyone. We're not oh. chirping anyone here. The Niagara Ice Dogs have 25 points. They are 19 points. Well, nine. 20 points, I should say, um, behind Sudbury for eighth, 19 points behind Oshawa for ninth. Nine thirty. You're gonna miss the playoffs again, Niagara. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll 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 start with Kingston at 49 points, a team that sold, uh, a Shane Wrightless team. Not like they've had them all year, anyways. But um, the stat. 
you know, oh, a team no, that's it. probably in the final two in the running for the Memorial Cup. Colin Ward, do they get in? And if they do, what does a playoff Kingston Frontenac's team look like? They're a dangerous team. I mean, obviously the game against North Bay, their most recent game wasn't pretty. That's one of those, hey, you get on the bus, you forget about that um, real quick. But 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. Um, I thought Kingston's actually played pretty well. I mean, they had a little, they had a couple of hiccups there after the deadline moves. So did Hamilton. But I think Kingston's pretty good. I think they're a playoff team. I think they've played well. Uh, you take away the game on Sunday, I mean, they're fine. They're over 500 still in their last 10 games. Yep. And um, I like Kingston. I think they get in. Problem is, there's so many teams behind them that are playing so good as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in agreement with you there. They're a team that's still over 500 despite being in that sixth place. Um, and there's still a lot to like about the team. They still have a very good goalie in Jigalov. Um, he steals a lot of games from them, makes a lot of big saves and key moments in games. Um, and that's big for a team that's trying to get into the playoffs. And we talk about it all year long about how important it is for teams like Hamilton, who's the youngest team in the Ontario Hockey League, to just yeah, get in and get experience. Years old. Yeah, get in, get experience in the playoffs. You don't have to win a game. But just to be there, and I mean, we're talking about these six through nine teams. They're going to see Ottawa. They're going to see North Bay, Barry, Peterborough. Um, you know, who knows Mississauga, who's one point behind Peterborough. Who knows what happens with them, how hot they've been. I can't believe Peterborough's uh, gotten worse. Yeah, well, I can't because there's only one puck, and guys can't play without the puck. Um, that's been the problem. But yeah. but it, it's interesting to see, right? And Kingston, I think, yeah, they're, they're still – they're a team that can win – you know, two or three yeah. games in a first round and, you know, in a round that we never see a whole lot from those bottom seeded teams. You know what? So. I'm confident in saying there will not be a sweep in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And if there's not a sweep in the first round, there probably won't be a sweep. I'm confident in saying this year there will not be a sweep. We have saw flaws from Ottawa this year and mm-hmm. North Bay. We have saw them underachieve at times this year. Yeah, their records are good. But we've saw them underachieve at times. We've saw Sudbury play a tight game with Barry on the weekend. Um, Sudbury is no easy out. Four, three, two, and one. We have Oshawa who's won two games in a row. They're seven and three, and they're in the nine spot. Yeah. There's not going to be a sweep. Those teams too that have to battle to get in. You think about this, right? The teams that are battling to get in, they're already playing playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. Ottawa, North Bay are already in. It's just like, okay, who's finishing first? Who's finishing second? Yeah. Um, they're the only team that. All right, but and I was actually waiting. Like, I'm actually waiting to see, like, their magic number must be, like, two games. It's got to be close. Like, um, they'll be in no problem. They'll be in the next couple of weeks here. They'll be in. By the middle of February, they'll be in. Mm-hmm. By family day, they'll be in. And uh, that can be tough, right? That can be tough because you peak too early. You get um, – you're playing – you play meaningful hockey early on in the year. You smooth – you cruise into the playoffs. Next thing you know, you're in the first yeah. round. You lose the first game. Right. Yeah, that's going to get in here in the Eastern Conference. They're playing playoff games right now. Yeah, that's and that's that's that stretch that Ottawa has to make a decision on who their playoff goaltender is going to be. Yeah, you got to ride a little bit. Yeah, they've they've both been so good to know. So in McKenzie, you got to make a decision. Dave Cameron and company has to make a decision. That's what that stretch will be. Also will be the starter. I think so, too. It's like Costantini drawback last year. Yeah. So will be the starter. Costantini was the starter last year. Mackenzie will get his chance next year because everyone, everyone that I think covers the league kind of thought, I mean, they're not surprised because Ottawa you knew they'd be competitive, but it's kind of surprising how good they are this year. 
I mean, they started off on fire. I mean, they're guns up blazing at the start of the year. I mean, they didn't lose a game. Um, but you're starting to see them fall off a little bit. And, I mean, they're still a good hockey team. They're still the best team in the league. But it's just interesting to see what their games are going to be like going down the stretch mm-hmm. and uh, how competitive they will be. Yeah, so there's Kingston. The Hamilton Bulldogs, we all know very well. Um, and them yeah. and Oshawa, like you mentioned, they are the two hottest teams in the Eastern Conference right now, 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Um, that is the most in the last 10-game stretch for all teams yeah. in the East. And uh, they've beaten Ottawa. They've beaten North Bay. Um, they've been Multiple competitive times. against Barry. Even if they get Peterborough, we've seen a lot of positives from Hamilton against Peterborough. Um, yeah. They're not – we're not saying they're going to move on to round two, um, but they make a very good case they're, as to why they should be given a chance by the rest of the league uh, to move on to round two. Um, if just because our, of that Hamilton mentality and you know, you play hard for from 60 GMP. minutes, you never know what can happen. Yeah, it would be a tough series with the North Bay Battalion or Ottawa 67s. I mean, I think it's important for Hamilton to get out of that seven seed. You want to get in the six seed. That six seed's so important to play Barry. Not that Barry's a drop-off, but I think you legitimately, if the Hamilton Bulldogs played the Barry Colts, I think you're legitimately looking at seven games. Six or seven games. Yeah. I, I Like, the games they've played against each other have been relatively close. I mean, obviously, Ottawa and North Bay have been pretty close as well. I mean, Hamilton's three and one against both teams on the season, but they're deeper. North Bay is a deep team. I think North Bay is the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're a really good team. Um, they're deep. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Hamilton matches up against them, but I like the system. I, I mean, Coach Jay McKee and staff, what a staff they have. I mean, a lot of coaching staff where you see moves like this, it's hard to recover. I mean, Hamilton really hasn't dropped the ball. They've actually played better than what mm-hmm. they were. So it's kind of um, – Kind of funny to see that. I mean, you look at Niagara, right? Niagara trades to kill Thomas and Phil Tomasino, and they got dramatically worse. They still haven't recovered. And it's a different ownership, and it got worse. It's wild to think. But that's one of the situations there where I think Hamilton's okay. I think they get in, but they got to play good hockey. They got to stop losing to the teams that are below them. Hamilton beats the teams that are above them, but they lose to the teams that are below them. And, I mean, Windsor was a tough one. Flint was a tough one. Other than that, I mean, they'll go into Oshawa and lose by just an inch. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, Patrick Lever won a lot of games for that. But by the way, Jacob Oster, last four starts, three shutouts. Yeah. So Oshawa's going to play that good. Oshawa's going to get in. So that eight spot's going to be crucial. I mean, Hamilton's got to look at the teams in front of them. You're in that spot. The seventh spot, where the standings sit right now in the Eastern Conference, 48 points. They have a game in hand on the Kingston Fraud and actually have 49 points. It's so crucial for the Hamilton Bulldogs to look at the teams in front of them. You never look at the teams behind you. That's when you get caught sleepwalking in games. It's one of those things. Just look at the teams in front of you. Don't worry about the teams behind you. Control what you can control, and you'll get in. So, fan advice to the Bulldogs. Uh, Sudbury Wolves, they're in the eighth spot right now, and who would think that the eighth-seeded team would have a plus goal differential? They are plus one as we speak on, of course, recording on the Monday, show being released on the Tuesday. 183 goals for 182 goals against. They are 4-3-2-1 in their last 10 games. A team that grinds right until the end of the 60 minutes and finds ways to win. And, I mean, they're under yeah. 500 on the year. They're 19-21-5-2. But they're just that team that you can see grind their way into a playoff spot, whether it be the 7th spot, whether it be yeah. the 8th spot. Um, 
it's just they're they're that wild card where you think yeah they have the talent to get in um but they got to get in yeah and right now it's i i mean oshawa sudbury it's gonna be a battle the rest of the way yeah um between those two oshawa with the game in hand with a being a point back uh playing good hockey having good goaltending right now but so sudbury getting goaltender of the week but uh it's gonna be interesting sudbury's sudbury's a team where they just went through that hard time there at the start of the year it's kind of like Erie couple of years ago, right? Where if they don't lose 10 games in a row to start the year, they get it, right? They're a playoff team. But it just didn't work out that way. So it's one of those things where if you can play consistent hockey all year long, you're okay. So be interested to see how Sudbury goes. They're really good on the penalty kill. Sudbury can kill penalties. I was surprised their defense gives up a lot of goals, but to be plus one, I mean they score a lot. So that might get you in. They just need good goaltending and that's the name of the game, right? In hockey, you need to have good goaltending especially this time of the year. It's the most important part about the team. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that will kill them, though, uh, will be that power play. They're 19th overall. Yeah. Which is interesting, eh? Going out, Musty. It's kind of interesting to see why the power play just isn't working. Because they have the talent. It's just, it's just interesting to see why. Eh? It's one of those hockey wonders where you see so many good teams over the past, right, where they have such – they have all the talent in the world. They just can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things you kind of see because Sutton scores a lot of goals five on five. I mean, like you mentioned, they're plus one. So they score a lot, mm-hmm. 183 goals on the year. Like, that's a lot of goals for this time of the year. Um, there's not a lot of teams with 180 goals, but they have it. So – Especially in the East, but yeah, Sudbury Wolves in 19th on the power play at 19. percent um, They've also cool. given up 10 shorties, um, so uh, yeah. not near the Hamilton Bulldogs who have given up 15. But uh, yeah, sloppy defensive play there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then finally in the East, the Oshawa Generals. Like we mentioned, they're one of the hottest uh, teams in the East, seven and three in their last ten. They've won their last two games. Um, a team that's got 20 wins, one more. Then the eighth place Sudbury Wolves. Generals on the ninth spot looking in, just one point behind Sudbury with one game in hand, I should say. Um, if they keep getting goaltending, Colin, there's a good chance they get in, like you mentioned yeah. earlier on. Um, you know, Butler's still uh, playing really hard. I mean, you still it's got Rubrik. He's starting to get on a little bit of a hot streak here. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about this Oshawa, Oshawa Generals team and, um, you know, they, they beat the teams that they should. And specifically they beat the Erie Otters on Sunday, a team that yeah. someone who's fighting to get into the playoffs has to beat in order to get in. Yeah. Dylan Rubrik has six points in his last eight periods. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Periods, not games. Um, that's unreal. Yeah. Uh, all right. To the Western conference and it will be a little bit different for us. Um, so as we speak right now, 44 points yeah, the is West where is the a eighth lot place, easier. yeah, eighth place Kitchener Rangers are 49 seventh place Guelph storm. That six, two victory on, uh, on Sunday helped them um, over the Rangers. Of course, you St. Marie 40 points on the year. They're in ninth Erie 37. They're in 10th. So where do we count the bubble here, Colin? Do we look at just seven, eight and nine? I think who gets in this. Yeah, honestly, uh, at this point, with the games being what it is, I don't think Sue gets in. Um, no. I want them to for their Mem Cup bid. I think it's important you make the playoffs the year before with young players because it shows that you have that playoff experience the year before. 
but I don't think I don't think much changes. Uh, you asked me a week ago. I think Kitchener would not be in the eighth spot by next week. But looking at it, they're still going to be in the eighth spot next week. Mm-hmm. Um, five and five in their last ten. I mean, it's weird. You look like okay, they're going to be the team that we everyone thought they were going to be, but then they're just not. It's so weird. The Kitchener Rangers are the most uh, they're the funkiest team in the OHL. I mean, there's no team that's like that. We haven't saw that this year by any other team. Um, it looks like they're going to win a couple. It looks like, I mean, it's a phrase, right? One night they're the Harlem Globetrotters next to the Washington Generals. Um, that's just the way it is. Uh, they have a tough schedule coming up. I know they play London a few times, and that'll be a big one um, for them to add points. Uh, they're done with Guelph as well in the head-to-head, and Guelph having a big one yeah. on Sunday. That hurts to gain ground on Guelph. So I look around, and I'm thinking the best chance they have is to catch the Flint Firebirds. I think the Guelph Storm passed the Flint Firebirds this weekend. And then I think it goes down Kitchener-Flint in that 8-7 spot. But I'm telling you right now, there's probably, what are we thinking, 50-50 chance right now that the Kitchener Rangers play the London Knights or Windsor Spitfires in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, I think 50, that's pretty 50 at this point. I mean, we're a month, month yeah. and a half out from the playoffs. 50-50 chance. That's going to be something. You imagine that if London and Kitchener met again this year in the first round? Oh, God. No. <laughs> I mean, London fans <laughs> London fans are going to hate me for saying this, but Kitchener matches up well against London. System-wise, system we have saw London dictate the play this year against Kitchener Rangers. Yeah. We have saw that a lot this year. But in a seven-game series, we saw Kitchener walk over the London Knights at points last year in that series. Yeah, it went seven games, but I thought Kitchener looked pretty good in that series. They did all the little things right. So that'll be interesting to see. They have a goaltender who's won, who's went to the Memorial Cup. He's won an OHL title. He's an overage goaltender. They have an overage defenseman who's been in the playoffs before, yeah. who's coming in in both ends. I mean, when Oshawa took out uh, Niagara, when you were with the Ice Dogs, right? Leighton Moore was on that other end. So yeah. he's been in, he's been on both sides, being the favorite, not being the favorite. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think the Kitchener Rangers are a tough team to match up against in the playoffs. And I think if they play Windsor right now, one versus eight would be Windsor Kitchener in the first round would be tough. I mean, I think Windsor, Windsor I think takes Windsor's that four really five. Yeah, I'd say six. Windsor's good. But last year we saw them get pushed to the brink last year against Sarnia with uh, yeah. Godro playing so well in that first yeah, round. You're right. Sometimes that first, sometimes the first round is the toughest series. You get to that first round and you cruise. Um, you catch well, momentum. And, and Shane Wright's got to play. Yeah, well, right. yeah, I think we're seeing th- shades of last year with Shane Wright. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say too much, but what we are seeing, it kind of reminds you a little bit of last year with the playing time. I mean, with the injuries, you hope you hope for the best. Obviously, you hope um, quick recovery and get back to action soon. But Windsor's humming. Uh, Matthew Maggio is playing so well. Windsor's yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. Joey Costanzo as well. Joey Costanzo yeah. and Zach Bowen are the best stories of goaltenders in the Ontario Hockey League this year in the West. I mean, there's a few good ones in the West that are coming up, but oh my. Yeah. Joey Costanzo's playing. In terms like of Joey. backups that are going to take over next year. Oh, what a rivalry that's going to be next year. Windsor, London. It's mm-hmm. going to continue. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see. Yeah, Kitchener gets London three times the rest of the year. That includes. Yeah. Game number game. 68 in London. Well, here's the thing. If Kitchener goes to seventh, 
or stays in eighth and London goes to first, London's going to play absolutely nobody in that game because that could be an eight-game series. You yeah. can play each other eight yeah, games exactly. in a row. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You're not yeah, going to show anything care. in that game. Not that they won't yeah, care and, is what not, I'm saying. You won't see guys might, play I mean, 30 exactly. minutes a night. You might. You honestly may see the third goalie play for London Knights. Because think about it. Last year, the London Knights lost that series because Brett Brochu was not healthy mm-hmm. at all. So if Brochu goes down, Bowen, Bowen's a quality backup. He's one of the best backups in the league, and he's earned that right to be called the, the, one of the better backups. He reminds me of what McKenzie did last year in Ottawa that we're seeing this year yeah. uh, with the 67s. But I think – like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take the chance with a backup goalie in that game. I would not, because if you get if what we saw last year with uh, Brochu, Brochu shouldn't have started. But I didn't think Flores was capable of winning in that series. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. If I thought I think London's done a really good job this year playing Bowen, playing the backup goalie a lot more than last year. It's not absurd like last year, but this year has been really good. Um, and uh, you got to be careful because it's one of those games you don't want to show much, but yeah. I'm overcomplicating it with that one because I guarantee yeah. you it won't start the third string goalie. Yeah. All right, time for a break. When we come back, uh, power rankings for this week and who wins the Super Bowl? I think a lot of people know who our picks are, so we will chat about that Tough next for year. me. No, it's not. Come on. I have a score. It's going to be a blowout. The Super Bowl is not even going to be close. The game, all right. I think it's going to be a blowout. All right. Well, we'll talk. One about team's it on the hurt. Other side. One team's not. We'll be all right. Yeah. That's next year on the OHL and sixty podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Final segment before we round out the show, power rankings, and then our Super Bowl picks. Number five on your list, Colin, for this week in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah, number five, it's an interesting one. Um, it changed this week. It went two, three weeks in a row where it just it was the exact same picks. I'm um, going to Sarnia Sting, who are red hot in their last 10. Seven and three in their last ten games. They had a heartbreaking game against Ottawa on Sunday, but Ottawa's the best team in the league. So when you battle that close, you you still deserve to go out. They're red hot going into that game. Yeah, Sarnia five for me. Uh, five for me. The Barry Colts. Um, they've collected points in their last five games. They are four zero oh, and one, six three and one in their last ten. Um, you know, I just think they're they're on the. No, Again, it's tough to say that you're going to catch teams like Ottawa and North Bay. Uh, yeah. Nine points back, though. They got a couple of games in hand. Um, but I like the Barry Colts, and they're really starting to separate themselves from the Peterborough Peets. Eight points yeah. ahead of fourth-place Peterborough. So um, number five for me are the Barry Colts. Yeah, uh, good pick. Number four, Colin. Good pick, Reese. That's a good one. They were tempted. They'd be my honorable mention. Um, it was between Barry and Sarnia. And the old, like I picked Sarnia just because their last 10 and the game against Ottawa was close. If they win that game, they're, they're probably four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my fourth is the London Knights. 
London, um, one of the most consistent teams since the deadline, prior to the deadline, to be honest. They did all the right moves. Could you imagine? And here's my weekly Oliver uh, Bonk, who probably, honestly, I'm just going to say it right now. Oliver Bonk's my favorite London night. He's probably going to be a show guest in the summer. Um, I'm just going to say it right now. I love his game. I don't know why all these people on Twitter that are trying to be scouts don't like him. He does all the right things. You Just watch him play. Yeah. Um, like, if anyone from the London Knights is listening to this, I know we have a few. If you want to send an Oliver Bonk, Oliver Bonk uh, jersey, like the jersey T-shirts, send it my way. I'll wear it all the time. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Oliver Bonk. Um, and we're saying – and I'm not taking a dig at any players, but remember those fake reports of Oliver Bonk getting traded to Kingston for Shane Wright? How dumb does that deal look now? There's a reason why the London Knights are the most consistent team every single year in the Ontario Hockey League because Mark Hunter does not make dumb moves, and they actually do a thing with this league is very, um, very, very uh, – it's a big part of our league, I guess I should say. It's called development. Um, yeah, it's that's pretty important. Don't trade, yeah. That's why you don't trade young NHL draft prospects in their draft year, like guys like Oliver Bonk, who will be a top three-round pick in this year's NHL draft. Uh, big fan of his. So, yeah, anyone from the London Knights listening, if you want to send me his uh, jersey T-shirt, yeah. send it on this way. I'll wear it all the time. Um, just don't send me the Spider Knight one. Those things are garbage. You know they're going like to the now. You oh, you know that. that. You know they're going yeah. to. They're, yeah, someone from the Knights will send me a Spider Knight, and it'll be the purple one. That'll even bug oh, me yeah. even more. If they send me the green one, I can – you know how I am with the tape. I'll just tape on their normal logo. Yeah. <laughs> of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, number four for me, (laughs) number four for me, also the London Knights won four in a row. Consistency has been a big part of their game recently. I agree with you. Um, Knights set four, number three, Colin. Yeah. Number three, Ottawa 67, still staying in that three spot, big win Sunday, but Ottawa stays at three because they couldn't jump from three to one. And North Bay hasn't played bad enough to drop. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. The Ottawa 67s at number three as well. Um, I was kind of up for debate because you know I'd like to look at point totals. The Ottawa 67s are still six points ahead of the Windsor Spitfires, um, but I like the way the Spits have played over the last number of games compared to the 67s. Oh, same here. Um, so Ottawa, Ottawa number three for me, and I think that's pretty clear about who our top two is, Colin. Um, yeah, who's your number two? Two to me, the North Bay Battalion. Um, dipped a little bit and Windsor's red hot. Windsor, I don't I honestly see Windsor winning the OHL title. Um, they were so close last year. Quite frankly, in some of those games, they were the better team than the Hamilton Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um and what a I lo- I really like this team. I like they're well coached. I mean, North Bay is well coached too. I really like Ryan Houlihan. I love Adam Dennis, the general manager there. Very good staff, obviously. Our guy Ty Nelson as well. Show guess who had his first hat trick. On Sunday, congrats, Ty. Right on. Um, remember when that guy fell to the third round and people said, uh, oh, he, uh, it was too small and stuff? Well, watch him. That'll be Oliver Bonk this year. So take him early, please, at uh, Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I know there's a scout listing from the Red Wings. We'll talk to him. We'll do our thing. Yeah. Um, mine are actually reversed, Colin. I've got North Bay 1, Windsor 2. Okay. Um. I yeah, like I think that. you hit a lot of, on a lot of the good points. North Bay Battalion are deep. Um, you know, I still think they're going to finish first place in the Eastern Conference. 
I think Ottawa's going to drop to two. So, um, yeah, they've scored 213 yeah. goals this season. That is second most to only the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, but they've only given up 139. Windsor Spitfires have given up 182. Yeah. And I mean, you're in first place. It's tough to argue with numbers when you're it's in still first. So scary they'll um, give up that many goals. Yeah, I, I, I just I like North Bay's goaltending a little bit better. Um, then Windsor and I mean Costanzo's been hot. Onishka is still a really good goaltender who had a lot of experience from last year. Um, I just think North Bay's deeper, a little bit deeper than than Windsor is. And I mean their stars play. A lot younger, Shane Wright I mean. hasn't been playing, so yeah, um, Windsor's a lot younger. That's a big too. part of it. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look what they're doing. So, hey, um, I tell you though, you I know you're a big fan of him last year in the playoffs, but you see that Oliver Pier goal on Sunday against Owen Sound. Um, him, Abraham, they'll have a lot of success. I can't wait to see what they do down the stretch. Colton Smith as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what those guys do mm-hmm. down the stretch for the Windsor Spitfires. Very good team there. Sneaky good. North Bay as well. Great 100%. North Bay was my team on um, going in, and I think they're good. I really like North Bay. Um, they're deep, and I like that you mentioned that because they really don't have a lot of holes. You look at that third line, and it's solid. It's not like Seattle in the dub. I mean, yeah, yeah, got Doc on the Yeah, but ball. I mean, I mean, how much hey. of Seattle's future is gone? Yeah, I mean, the Seattle, this, yeah, Seattle, the Seattle, all those West Bears, teams, to be honest, that are going for it. Seattle can loops, they're basically done, um, for another four, four to five years. I mean, they're, they're what Regina is right now. Yeah, Regina still hasn't recovered. I mean, they got lucky with Connor Bedard and they still haven't won because you got to build a team, right? And that's how important it is. And Bedard but, was. Got he's three in, years, but impossible he's not to trade back. them this year. Yeah. But Dar- the Bedard trade talk was kind of silly because ha- what are you going to do? You see, you see six first round picks going for Zellweger, where Zellweger was the best defenseman on Team Canada, in my opinion. What a player he is! But um, mm-hmm. what would Bedard get? You can even do it. You cannot even do it. You're probably looking at ten years, the first round picks. So it's just way too much. Um, that's too much. Basically, Regina could have got another team's franchise. Some yeah. of those low, some of those low market teams in the dub, you're basically going to get their whole entire franchise. So you're kind of handcuffed. Which That's makes yourselves good league. for probably three years. Well, but... you're good for two months. You're good for two months going for it. But then you see it all the time. The team gets beat out in the first round of hosting the Mem yeah. Cup. Pressure's on Kamloops. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because Seattle's pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, there's the power rankings for us this week. Time for our Super Bowl predictions. Colin Ward's got a score. I haven't gone that far because yeah, uh, spring training 21. starts soon, so I don't care about anything else. But uh, um, you can go first, Colin. Who are you picking to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Kansas City or Philadelphia? So you know our guy, Joel Vanderland. Really Big good Eagles buddy guy. of mine. A yeah. real Eagles fan. Yeah, real Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, so here's a little bit of a plot twist here from the last couple of weeks. Here, ready? So I'm going 45-21. Kansas City's banged up. They're injured. Plot twist. Fly, Eagles, fly. 45-21, Philadelphia. Joel, I know you're going to love this. Let's go. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm even doing the Eagle fly thing that they do in the crowd. Philadelphia. We're going on the poles. You better grease the poles. You better grease the Rocky statue in downtown Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. It's, I got you, brother. Let's go. 45-21, Eagles. 
Wild. Who would have thought that? Who wow. would have thought that? I even got the Philadelphia colors on for the for the recording tonight. Brutal. Coincidence. I also Brutal. got an Oliver Punk uh, colors shared on too. So nice. what up, London Knights? Right on. Um, go KC. No Philadelphia. Being a Denver fan, I can't cheer for Kansas City, man. I can't do it. That's all it's right. Like, no problem. It's like cheering for the Yankees. Being a Blue Jay fan, you get Pittsburgh fan. I can't cheer for Philadelphia. Yes, good point. Yeah, very good point. And I respect that honestly. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. It's he's the best quarterback of all time. I know. I know. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback of all time. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The stuff he does. I know, I know Brady with his seven rings and stuff is pretty. That's unreal. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, look at the Super Bowls he's been in. Look at the look what he does. Patrick Mahomes does stuff I have never saw before. The guys on the in, on the one yard line throwing it to like the second deck of the stadium on the other side of the field. Like, he, I mean, the guy's running outside of the pocket, um, right handed quarterback. And he's just throwing it with his left hand, being chased down by Von Miller. The guy's a Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller, and he like left-handed, like just the stuff he does. Um, Thirty-one seconds last year against Buffalo. What up, Bills fans? I'm not a Bills fan, so <laughs> glad I'm mentioning that. But <laughs> this big standing on the field and nothing still has changed. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But just the stuff he does. I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I mean, I respect the rivalry. It's one of those things when you have a rivalry with a team where it's like you still have to respect how good they are. And Patrick Mahomes is just I, – I, the guy's good. Yeah. Um, a really good quarterback. I think yeah. he's the best quarterback all time in my opinion. But uh, what a player. And it's going to be good. I just think with the injuries, I'm going 45-21 Philadelphia. All right. Um, you know what? I'll give a score prediction. Why not? Yeah, I am going to go – Oh, the, we'll put a poll out on our Instagram. 34-25. I like that. I like that. I like close games. I don't like blowouts. Same. Because if it's a blowout by halftime, unless Shakira is performing the halftime show, you you get bored and you don't care. Well, here's the thing. Rihanna. I I don't – like, Rihanna's the type of singer, and now I know we're going way over time, but Rihanna's the type of singer where I really don't know her music. Come on. Really? Tell me a Rihanna song. Tell me a Rihanna song right now. So can we count the one with Eminem? That's monster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That counts, doesn't it? Absolutely it does. All right. So there you go. Eminem will probably be there. He was there last year. Yeah. Okay. So that I wonder if he'll take a knee again when the NFL told him not to. (laughs) Probably the NFL won't have him back. But the Super Bowl halftime show will be ten times better because it's Apple music. Um you have the incentive to go, right? You have the incentive to go. And uh, take part in the presentation. So that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, when the weekend did it, didn't he spend like $20 million and it was like a flop? It was horrible. Yeah, it's one of the worst ones of all time. Yeah. Um, um, she, she's got another song with Shakira. Um, I think it can't remember to forget you. Of course, I know that because I'm a Shakira fan. She's <laughs> like awesome. Um, she looks yeah. better than a lot of 20 year olds in her 40s. Yeah, but um, we need Taylor Swift through the halftime show. What up, uh, no, Swift? Oh, come on. No. Taylor- don't hey. be dumb. Let's not do hey, that. Hey, Taylor, man, Taylor Swift is so talented. I'm telling you. You'll be on the Oh, Swift. I never said she wasn't. I just I want hey. something entertaining. That would be entertaining. No. Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift's iconic. Hey, 
anyone that listens to this show that's on the Taylor Swift uh, train, let's get the fan club going. Let's do, do we get, do we put this as a random poll question on the show? Absolutely, Shakira or Taylor Swift on our Instagram poll. Yes, that's we got to yeah. put on Twitter too. We got to have two. We got to have two yeah, perfect. avenues. Perfect. We'll tag the sides, but right. man, I'm telling you, Taylor Swift halftime show would be one of the biggest ones all time. Like every I still- time on the radio, she's on there. She's incredible. I listen to her all the time. I'm not ashamed to say it. She's great. <laughs> hey, I come to the girlfriend's place and we're listening to it all the time. I love it. It's good. Mm. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm telling you. <laughs> what up, Andy Hero? Well, all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's one way to end the show, I guess. Um, all right. Yeah, that'll that'll do it for us on this week's edition of the OHL and 60 podcast. Uh, enjoy the week of action. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'm sure a lot of people will be tuned into that um, come Sunday. And I hope the Oshawa Generals were a little bit smarter um, than usual by not having a game at 6 o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's just double-check the schedule here. They are. It is at 2 o'clock on Sunday. So shout hey. out to them um, for not playing at 6 o'clock. Oh, you don't want to go to Oshawa on a Sunday? It's not six. even a little bit. I don't want to go there on any other day, but uh, yeah, that's just me. But uh, yeah, so enjoy the weekend of action. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Should be a fun one. And we will chat again in seven days.